definitely human. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey guys, welcome to Back to Earth, a podcast about roots. I'm Charlie May. This is episode 21 and it is summer. I can't believe that we've done 20 episodes. It's flown by and I can't believe how much my life has changed in the last year from living in London, you know, doing fashion and always traveling and going to like 100 meetings a week and, you know, always running around, um, cycling around London. And now I'm back on my family farm in Devon. I'm sort of gardening every day. I'm reconnecting with nature. I've really loved talking to you guys online and hearing about your own stories and journeys to how you've got to a similar place as mine. You know, I think we all need to get green spaces and we need to become more in touch with the seasons and realizing what we're doing day to day and how it affects our mental health. If you could share it with your family and friends and help us sort of connect with even more like-minded individuals, I would absolutely love that. Even if it's just sharing the Instagram, the TikTok or the Twitter, whatever's your kind of social means of choice if you guys could find the time to rate and review on itunes it would really help us reach more people and help boost us in the charts build this little online community that we're creating of like-minded green-thumbed passionate about the countryside farming people I think a lot of us have been forced to kind of rethink the way that we do things in the last year. I really feel like I'm living each day now kind of how I should be. And I was on that sort of hamster wheel in London and just, you know, doing the same thing over and over and over again. Now I just feel like having paused and pressed reset, I just feel like I'm in a completely different headspace and I feel like a whole new person, to be honest. Thank you so much if you've been tuning in on socials and sort of interacting on a daily basis um, or on a weekly basis, whatever. Yeah, I'm really grateful for this little community that we've all built up together. But yeah, that's my call to action for now. I'm really excited. We've made it to 20 episodes. Can't believe it. Kind of a little bit shook, um, but really, really happy about it and producing the next 20. Here we go. Oh my God, I can't believe I'm saying that. Morning, girls. Hello. Oh, get out from under my feet. (laughs) So I've got some new chickens. Of course, it wasn't going to be long uh, until I increased my flock. I saw the British Hen Welfare Trust on Instagram post that they had 200 chickens that they desperately needed to find homes for. And could anybody possibly take a few more? And I thought, hmm. 
I could take another six maybe. So we went and collected our new chucks. Yeah, my, my old girls aren't too happy about it. We went and collected them from the same place at Rose Ash um, and they were already in the shed. Uh, our new girls, I have to say, look a lot healthier than when I got my old girls. Excuse you. <laughs> this is my podcast. Thank you very much. They are a much darker brown and they've got quite white faces at the moment. I'm not sure if that's stress because we've had them for seven days, but they've still got white faces. They look quite different from my other girls. And apparently they were from free range, whereas my girls were from caged hens. So my girls looked a lot more henpecked and sad when we got them. But these new girls look really healthy and they've been laying a treat. We've got six of them and they've been laying four or five eggs a day. So I'm hoping my old lot aren't gonna <laughs> tell them that it's fine to be uh, lazy. I mean, they've been kicking it back in retirement. My old girls, have, most of them have got their full feathers now because they were going through a molt, which is why we saw a drop in the egg production. But now it's pretty good. We're sort of getting six a day. I've basically been trying to get to the bottom of the egg eating problem and we've sort of reached the end of it. I think because the girls were going through the malt they needed a bit more protein than usual anyway today is time that they all met each other so at the moment i've got the old girls in a separate pen inside the new pen a guy on the farm next to us um i always ask him for sort of chicken advice because he's got about 40 rescue chickens so i went to see him before i got my girls to sort of you know get some um insight and i said to him oh i'm getting these new chickens i'm going to keep them separately and he said oh i don't bother with that i just throw them all in together and let them get on with it and i thought oh okay well that would be easier and then when I went and picked them up from the British Hen Welfare Trust she said no you absolutely need to keep them separate you can't just throw them in and yeah I obviously researched and yeah it said all hell would break loose so mum and I created a little corner for them um, with rollaway nesting boxes which they've been using my girls do not like the rollaway nesting boxes I pushed all my girls outside into the outside run and then brought the new girls in inside the cage and when I let my old girls in oh my god they were going at it through the bars they were sort of sparring up to each other puffing up their neck feathers making themselves look as big as possible and then sort of like just going for it in between the bars and I thought oh my god I'm so glad that I kept them separate I can't even imagine also Gertie (laughs) she just looked at me when I said her name Gertie when we first got her she was the most henpecked one she was so shy you threw a bit of corn at her and she wouldn't even risk picking it up for fear of upsetting the other chickens now she's quite bossy she's coming to her own she knows herself now she's pacing up and down the pen of the new girls constantly squawking and making sounds to let them know that she's the boss even though she's not she's not like the head hen but her and the head hen have become very close and friendly but the key thing is is for the new girls to actually figure out where the hidey holes are in the pen so that when there is bullying and fighting they know how to escape i'm going to send all my girls outside then i'm going to get rid of the cage and i'm going to let the new girls explore the pen i hope it goes well i'm a little bit nervous i want them all to like each other you're all sisters now Right, I'm outside now. I've just gone and picked some lettuce from the garden and I've grated some carrot for them to snack on out here. Mum's inside, she's going to drop the gate. Here you go, girls. You want some lettuce? Oh, yeah. Mum's just dropped the gate. Right, Mum and I are in the main pen. We're going to let our new girls out to explore. Here we go. Oh my goodness, the wall's gone. <laughs> they immediately walk back to the wall. Oh, hang on, that's our, that's our boundary. What, what are we doing over there? <laughs> that one says, hang on, I'm still having a little dust bath here. I'm not going to move. 
Oh, look, they're running. They haven't ran and run from one side to the other. Look, considering they were from free range, I bet they must miss actually being able to stretch their legs. Excellent. Well, let's leave them to it and see how they get on later when we merge the flocks. So the time has come and the new chickens are going to be introduced to the old chickens. Hi, ladies. So the new chickens have actually moved out and spread out into the pen now. When I came earlier, they were sort of still bunched in the corner. Let's see. I really hope they don't fight. Hi, girls. Hello. Oh, she's having a nice scratch on the ground there. Right. I'm going to open the door. Let me just check if there's no eggs. Ever hopeful. Oh, there is an egg. Oh, they're so good at laying in the roll away. Let me just put that egg in the box. So we've had like nine today. So we've gone from having three eggs a day to getting nine a day. So we've got a box a day. I'm super happy about that. Right, ladies, you ready? Here goes nothing. Okay, the trap door is up. Come on then. Oh, here we go. Come on then. Oh, she's immediately trying to dominate the other chicken. Oh, uh-ohs. Oh my goodness, they're all fighting each other. Oh no, it's carnage. Oh. oh my goodness, I'm quite surprised. Gertie's going for it, Yellowtail's going for it. Oh my goodness. Yellowtail and the other head chicken are currently holding each other's beaks. Oh, I mean, there is going to be a fight. There can only be one head hen. Gertie is also trying to protect Yellowtail. A new pecking order has to be established. It's a shame because, yeah, if you if you get new chickens when, you know, fairly early on, then the pecking order still isn't solid, but I've left it sort of three or four months now. And so they've got a pretty solid pecking order and now I've just disrupted things completely. But the hens will figure it out. And hopefully the new hens will actually be able to go outside and enjoy themselves. What do you think, Gertie? What do you think? What do you think? I know. could you how could you do this to me oh she's just going for the food <laughs> building up your stamina oh how could you do this to me i know i'm so cruel everything was so good the two head honcho hens are currently in a stalemate i'm sure they're going to be bickering until they figure out who can still be head hen whether it's going to be yellowtail or the new one um i don't know i haven't got any names for the new ones yet there's one which is very very dark red i might just call her red um from orange is the new black <laughs> gertie does not approve of the new hens You can hear how much disturbance there is within the group, but I think they'll be fine. We'll leave them to it. There's not as much fighting going on now. I think they'll be fine. We're going to leave them over the weekend. Yeah. See, they know the hiding spots. That's good. The new ones are sort of hiding from the old ones, out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, let's see how they do when I come back in on Monday. Gertie. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's my bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> Gertie's just looking for a fight. It's so funny. Gertie was the hempecked one and now she's all about it. Mm. Oh, not the food, ladies. Oh, I think I just saw one in the front field. They're bound to be about. 
It'll be everywhere. You've just got to get your eye in. Got to get used to the dark. So mum and I just sat in the front garden of the house. It is 10 p.m. It has been a beautifully hot day. We're just sitting having a glass of wine. Um, there's a full moon, which is really beautiful. And you can hear the sounds of the sheep in the front field bleating away for no reason whatsoever. We're not quite sure why they're bleating, are we? Well, babies want their mamas at bedtime. But their mamas are in the field. They just oh, can't yeah. be bothered to walk and find them. They no. just stood in the field <laughs> shouting. <laughs> So one of the things about, I guess, living in the countryside that a lot of city folk wouldn't know about is the various critters and things that we have buzzing around, one of which are bats. And I have memories of, as a kid, sort of bats flying into the house and hanging off the rafters and us trying to scare them out again and, you know, (laughs) flying around the rooms. And I mean, a lot of people are scared of bats, but I've never been scared of bats. You shouldn't be scared of bats because bats have a sort of radar system and they're never going to collide with you. There's this silly idea that they're going to get tangled in your hair. They don't come <laughs> anywhere near you. That's what I always thought. They've got a radar. They're going to stay yeah, a hell away from me. Exactly. They, yeah, they can just exactly. fly around me. Bats love old buildings. They're not too keen on modern buildings. So if you've got an old house like ours, you're going to have bats. And we've got bats in the attic. It was raining a few uh, weeks ago and when I was leaving on a similar Wednesday night. We have our girly Wednesday evenings. And I saw, we saw bats hanging from the garage roof, didn't we? Yeah. The carport. It's like got an open front uh, yeah. sort of garage and yeah because it was raining they couldn't fly outside they were presumably getting the insects from inside presumably yeah well like all animals they don't particularly go hunting in the rain and uh, they do whatever's easiest so hit me with the facts what kind of bats do we have because harry when he was younger was part of the bat conservation society and you do a lot of things on the farm with ensuring um, that we have a good habitat for bats so what are the actual bats that we have here the common ones are pipistrels they're really tiny and you get them everywhere they are very ordinary and then the rare ones that we've got here are the lesser horseshoe bat these are the ones that we see flying around why are they called horseshoe have they got like a horseshoe um, shaped face or something yes they have. It's like a little pug nose kind of bat sort of thing. Yes. <laughs> Cute. Um, they're quite tiny. And then there is the greater horseshoe bat, which is extremely rare. And we've had to put in certain things on the farm to help the greater horseshoe bat, i.e. that's why there's now a hedge down the middle of Rye Downs. It was a 50-acre field and we put a hedge down the middle so that they had a corridor to fly through. To get to the to woods to at the, the bottom. Woods, to get from their maternity roost, which is over in the next door village. They obviously live on insects that fly at night. They live on insects that like to land on cow poo. When we had cows, we couldn't do certain medicines on the cows because that would have killed the insects in the poo that the bats like. So it was all very complicated. Mm. I noticed down on the Tarka line it says bat root and things like that. So is that because they simply like to follow hedgerows and I suppose that's where all the insects live, so that makes sense? Yes, they don't like open spaces because they obviously can be predated by buzzards and things like that. Can so they? I wasn't Although, sure what a predator was actually, for a bat. Well, um, buzzards aren't out at night, are they? No, well, that's An owl? Why I'm thinking that's a load of twaddle, mother. <laughs> <laughs> but they can still be predated by something, I'm sure. Well, the tides have finally turned, and on our mum chat, I'll be telling you that you were wrong. Yes. <laughs> so we're just watching the bats flit at yes, the moment. Yes, there goes one. <laughs> 
They're so amazing. I mean, I kind of feel like they move like swallows. At the moment, we've got a lot of swallows visiting because it's the middle of summer. And sometimes when it's sort of dimity, I think that the swallows in the sky. Oh, I tell you a bat fact. A bat in the space of a night will eat up to 3,000 insects. What? 3,000? God, Mm. they must be busy. All those mozzies and things that we don't like, moths and things. Well, that's why I don't mind them flying around me at night, because it keeps the mozzies off. They're eating all the mozzies surrounding my tasty flesh. Well, we're sitting here (laughs) in the dark now with a mozzie candle burning on the table. We are. It's a beautiful full moon reflecting off of the estuary. The tide is out and I can just see the sort of snaking river on the sound. (laughs) Oh, 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 oh. Mum's really uh, painting the full picture. Uh, (laughs) The river's snaking through the sand and it's illuminated by the moon. It's so pretty. And we were saying that actually all the lights of the town are quite twinkly tonight. I don't know if that's because it's kind of a misty, misty night. Yeah, it's lovely, isn't it? I feel like Devon's got a very Mediterranean feel to it at the moment. Oh, yeah, the North Star. Can't see any other stars. No, that's it. Oh, there's another one. Oh, (laughs) then. Is that the North Star? How can we be sure? It's hardly like the stars you see when you go abroad, is it? No, but sometimes it is like that in Devon. The stars can be amazing here. (laughs) I thought we were supposed to be talking about that. I know, we got a bit off topic. It's just so nice to sit out in the evening, isn't it? It's so lovely. It doesn't happen very often because normally it gets, this time of night, it's too damp. Yes. The dew comes down and you just feel wet. You've got to go indoors to keep warm. But tonight is lovely. What's that red flashing light over there? Must be a helicopter or an aeroplane? Aliens landing? No, it could be. <laughs> in all fairness, I only tend to see the lesser horseshoes. I don't go up in the attic very often to disturb them, but I do see them in the garage. And they also like to go in Blue's house. They hang out in there. Blue was our spaniel. He's not around anymore. But we still call it his house. Well, it's lived in by the sparrows now and our gardening bags. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know... Bats like to hang out, get it? Oh, God. <laughs> they sure do. <laughs> Mum's had a few too many wines. <laughs> <laughs> Not enough, that's what it is. <laughs> well, cheers to a lovely summer's evening. Bat watching. Yes. With my main gal. <laughs> So the sound that you can hear in the distance is a tawny owl. Listen to that. Is it definitely a tawny owl? I don't think I've ever heard that before. I think there's one really far off in the distance that it's calling to. Is he in that tree over there? It's a bit dark to know. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds so close, I can't believe it. Yeah, can you hear it? So there's one in the tree quite close to us, I think, and then I can hear one to my right probably further down the hill doing the same call Uh god it's like we're living in an attenborough documentary (laughs) (laughs) it's so amazing sometimes when i'm driving home at night i see a barn owl in the far ends flying that's Mm -hmm. and they're so beautiful the way that they fly like so silently and oh oh my god i really hope the mic can pick that up that was so amazing That was me. (laughs) 
Yes, that's me, just a humble farmer by day, but an intrepid owl whisperer by night. Somebody get this girl a nature documentary show. In the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram at Back to Earth Podcast, on Twitter at Back to Earth Pod, and on TikTok at Back to Earth Charlie. Music is by John Day, artwork is by Eric Chow, and this episode was edited by David Knight. Thank you guys, and thank you for listening. And if you're supporting us on Patreon, stay tuned for our after show series, hashtag Farm Life. This week, we'll be talking about Babs. Find out more at patreon.com forward slash definitely human. Back to Earth is a definitely human production. Okay, bye.